ideas from Book Creek. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 15th of September, 2022. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Let's kick off this edition with some international news. On Friday the 9th, the U.S. Department of State issued a statement requesting that the Maduro administration release ex-Marine John Matthew Heath and at least 10 men, including five oil executives and three veterans, quote-unquote, illegally detained in Venezuela. The next day, the Venezuelan Foreign Ministry published a statement in response saying that these citizens were legitimately deprived of their liberty for committing serious crimes against a nation and that they have confessed to the crimes they are accused of. The border between Colombia and Venezuela will be reopened. On Friday the 9th, Colombian President Gustavo Petro and Venezuela's Maduro announced that on the 26th of September, the 2,000-kilometer border between Venezuela and Colombia will be opened. The border has been closed for seven years, and not only will they reopen the land routes, but flights between both countries will also resume. On the same day, the Colombian ambassador to Venezuela, Armando Benedetti, revealed that the Colombian airlines prepared to fly between the two countries will be Avianca, Leighton, Ultra, and Wingo. On the other hand, the Venezuelan National Institute of Civil Aeronautics announced that only the airlines Avior and Laser are allowed to fly to Colombia. On Tuesday the 13th, Maduro accepted Petro's request to become the mediator in Colombia's peace process with the guerrilla of the National Liberation Army. Maduro received the request on Monday the 12th and accepted it in a national broadcast. He said that, like his predecessor Hugo Chavez, he wanted to help Colombia reach a peace dialogue with the guerrillas. He also recalled that Chavez was also the mediator in the peace dialogues with the extinct FARC guerrilla, a process that ended in the agreement of the Teatro Colón in 2016. Moreover, a few days before, on Thursday the 8th, Maduro met with Colombia's Minister of Commerce, Industry and Tourism, its foreign trade director, and its secretary of the border at the Miraflores Palace to strengthen relations between the two countries. On Twitter, Maduro said that, quote, the meeting will strengthen the economies of both countries. That's enough about Colombia. Let's move on to Argentina. On Tuesday the 13th, the La Plata Federal Appeals Court authorized the departure of 12 of the 19 crew members of the Venezuelan Entrasur plane, which had been withheld in Argentina since the 6th of June for allegedly having links to a terrorist organization. Four Venezuelans and three Iranians still cannot leave the country. In August, the judge in charge of the case, Frederico Villena, authorized the departure of 11 Venezuelans and one Iranian. However, the order was not executed because prosecutor Celia Cardona appealed the ruling. The legal process was then passed to the La Plata Court of Appeals, which eventually ordered their release. In other news, on Friday the 9th, in a national broadcast, Maduro spoke about the arrest warrant against Chavista Rafael Ramírez, the former president of PDVSA, issued on the 1st of September for alleged corruption and theft of funds within the oil company. Maduro admitted that during the administration of Ramírez, he had denied allegations of corruption in PDVSA. He then accused Ramírez of living in luxury abroad with the money he stole from the state oil company. 
Speaking of Maduro, he is getting ready for the next presidential elections. On Monday the 12th, in another national broadcast, the Chavista leader urged the youth of the United Socialist Party of Venezuela to prepare to start the political campaign for the next 2024 presidential elections and the 2025 legislative, regional, and municipal elections. During the broadcast, Maduro already announced his party's victory in all of these elections. But Maduro is not the only one getting ready. On Tuesday the 13th, the Acción Democrática political party, led by Henry Ramos Ayú, appointed Carlos Prosperi as one of the party's candidates for the 2023 primary opposition elections. The news was shared in front of a crowd at the Vidal López Stadium in El Cafetal, Caracas, where the political party celebrated its 81st anniversary. To date, there are only there are 21 opposition presidential candidates, including the interim president of Venezuela, Juan Guaido, who represents the Voluntad Popular Party. Still on election news, on Tuesday the 13th, Director of the National Electoral Council, better known as CNE, Enrique Marquez, posted on his Twitter account that the entity opened the registration period for new political organizations. The application process will end on the 30th of November. Explained that the interested individuals must request a provisional denomination on the CNE website. In more international news, on Tuesday the 13th, Haitham Al-Gais, the organization, the Secretary General of the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, arrived in Venezuela. He said that he visited the country to participate in, quote, an important work agenda in energy matters, end quote, with Power Minister of Petroleum, Tarek El-Aisami. On the same day, the Foreign Ministry reported on Twitter that the Secretary and his delegation also arrived in the country, quote, to celebrate the organization's 32nd ministerial meeting. On Monday the 12th, the Pan-American Health Organization, or PAHO, praised the work that Venezuela is doing to increase immunization coverage against measles, rubella, and polio through a national vaccination campaign. Venezuela began its campaign in June with the technical support from PAHO, which donated 38 million syringes, 4 million polio vaccines, and around 4 million meals. Moving on, on Thursday the 8th, the 8th, the Simon Bolivar Foundation, the private nonprofit foundation of Citgo Petroleum Corporation, signed an agreement with the Funda Higado America, to provide medical treatment for liver disease in Venezuela. The 140000 grant will cover the costs of follow-up appointments, laboratory tests, and immunosuppressant medications. This will benefit approximately 52 liver transplant patients. The grant will be enough to help patients for six months. Also on Thursday the 8th, 16 people reported missing since the 22nd of August were found. The Scientific Penal and Criminal Investigation Corps found the disappeared in perfect health, praying in the Paramo de la Negra in the Taquira state, supposedly because, quote, the end of the world was near. Rosa Garcia, one of the 16 people found, explained they were at a spiritual retreat. Garcia apologized for causing concern and thanked the state and the national government for allowing them to clarify that they had not gone missing. Next up, on Tuesday the 13th, the Venezuelan Foundation of Seismological Research reported an earthquake of a magnitude of 3.5 on the Richter scale. 
who was recorded in the Caribbean Sea. Social media users from Caracas and other states such as Aragua, Carabobo, Miranda, Maracay, Anzoategui, and Vargas reported that they felt the earth from Caracas to Maracaibo. On Thursday the 8th, its municipal council commemorated the 493rd founding anniversary at the Teatro Bellas Artes. Speaking of celebrations, on Thursday the 8th, the states of Sucre, Anzoategui, Nueva Esparta, Monagas, Delta, Amacuro, Bolivar, and Guarico celebrated the day of the Virgen del Valle with masses and music events with local artists. In sports news, for the second time on Thursday the 8th, Yulimar Rojas won the Triple Jump Diamonds League held at the Letzigrund Stadium in Zurich, Switzerland. Rojas failed her first jump, but in her second try, the Venezuelan athlete won with a 15.28 meters jump, beating Jamaican Shanika Ricketts and Ukrainian Marina Romanchuk, who finished in second and third place, respectively. Going forward into the future, we want to share with you the next events in the country. On Sunday the 18th, Venezuela will be enjoying music and soccer. That day, the Mexican band, Rake, will perform in Carabobo, Valencia, and the soccer game between the Aragua and Caracas Soccer Club will take place in Maracay, Aragua. And that's it for this week. Did you know that we do some other stuff apart from these updates? One of them we call Our Scenes. They are a way that you can put up to 16,000 words of text on your computer and turn that into a charming little booklet to carry around in your back pocket. It's hard to describe, but if you like zines or dislike screens but have stuff that you want to read, go over to Rorschach.com and click our zine on the top menu or head to the link in our show notes. Try it out. It's free. And let us know what you think at podcast at Rorschach.com. Hasta la próxima.